I'm a handshake tail, I'm a spud with a plane. I'm a miracle that's great day by day. I ain't your average quitter, I don't put up a cough. I'm doing the best I can. The Trumpetator, don't be hated. Okay, good morning, Utah. This is Bob McEntee hosting uh, Path Forward Utah and coming at you during the legislative session. This is the hot season, right? We got all the bills going on. In fact, I'm going to tell you about one that was like, if you're watching a bill, we covered that last week. Let's do a quick review because Utah has it really set up really well. If you want to find out what's going on with the bill, you go to LE, like legislature, but we don't want to spell that out. So le.utah.gov. And then you can click on the bills and then 2021 bills. Then you can see all these bills. You have to break them out, but there's too many for anybody to track. That's why we kind of depend on everybody depends on everybody else to look at some bills, right? So you look at the title, you know, vehicle, this or that, or real estate, this or that, you know, they, and they have their own lobbyists, the real estate people, the, the automotive industry, they've got their own people that should be looking at stuff once in a while they miss stuff. Right. Um, I'm still doing a little bit of a happy dance because Let's see. What was that stinker bill? I really didn't like it. Um, HB 209, where they wanted to jack the rates on EVs and um, plug-in hybrids. And yes, they do already pay for the roads, by the way. A lot of people don't know that, but there's this very year. Last year, you paid an extra 90. This year, you're paying an extra 120. Uh, dollars a year if you own an EV to help pay for the roads. And uh, the gasoline tax went up by one cent per three gallons. And it's funny to watch people on Facebook try to do math. It's hilarious. <laughs> people equate miles to gallons and they, they, they figure out ways to mess it up. I don't know if they're like having a two drink minimum before they get on Facebook and to do math. But, and I saw somebody else say that the Utah, you know, Utah needs to lower taxes because the Utah, you know, we're getting hundreds of billions of dollars in extra taxes every year. Well, it's not hundreds of billions. Our budget's only like 21 billion for the whole state, right? So people, people, you got to watch who you listen to, right? I try to not to make mistakes. I'll, I'll correct them if I have to. But 209 went down in flames. And it's funny because partly the favor was a few of the legislators, they drive hybrids, plain old hybrids, not the ones that you plug in, but just plain old hybrids. Like my, my daughter's got one. You know, it's a Ford Escape hybrid. And so instead of getting 16 to 18 miles a gallon like the the normal ones do, it gets like 24 to 26 miles a gallon when she drives it, 28 to 31 when I drive it, if you know what I mean. But anyway, so they're paying fuel tax, right? And they're keeping the air a teeny bit cleaner. Um, So it was a sticking point because they didn't want to drop it. They're like, no, these people need to pay more. And again, though, they hadn't really raised the gasoline tax much, which is the problem. And they have all these fantastic plans for stuff like, uh, you know, more buses and a new rail system, right? That they want to they have the car people pay for their rail system that is anybody going to use that? I don't know. And if we have an earthquake or something, it's probably the first thing to go down. But that aside, maybe, maybe it'll be fabulous and everybody will want to use it, let's just say. But I'm going to give you a whiplash bill. HB 205. So this is one that you probably haven't heard of, right? Because it's not it's not a normal people kitchen table kind of bill, but it's going to determine who gets an office big time. And all the political people are focused on it. Let me let me assure you, because it affects political parties. So right now there's two pathways to the ballot. You drop a bag of money and tell the signature gatherers, hey, get me on because I want to run for U.S. Congress or Senate or you know, Utah State House District, whatever. They get you the signatures, you're on the ballot. Maybe you help too, so you meet some voters. But uh, but it goes around the parties. The parties don't like it because the parties have no input. Literally, Hillary Clinton could, could move here, pay for the signatures, get on the ballot as a Republican. Literally just that. And that's why they don't like it. It cuts out the party. So the parties, now they're still allowed to have a convention. And people can still get on the ballot via convention only. Um, And if they got signatures, they can still come to convention and run, which means they could shut out the people running convention only. 
what Senate Bill 205 proposes to do is to allow parties, meaning political parties, to have a convention-only status where the only way that their people from their party can get on the ballot, you know, like with an R or D or L for Libertarian next to their name, is to go through your convention. Now, the parties would have to choose this. Otherwise, they could still choose the, the mix that we have now that either pay for your signatures or go through convention or both. And, well, like I say, it's whiplash watch. It's very political. Some people might lose their seats, right? If this passes and and let's say the Republican Party says, okay, we're going to do it that way. You have to go through convention. Well, the ones that don't exactly vote Republican that often, they go, uh-oh, uh, gosh, now I could get challenged by some like joker that fixes cars or, you know, somebody might want to beat me out of my house or Senate seat. And so they don't like it. And so what happened last night, they had a vote on this bill and it, it's a Senate bill. So it starts out in the Senate. It made it through committee. That's the first hurdle. And then, it, then it's the floor vote, right? They, they do a couple readings. They take a vote and it failed. It failed 12 to 15. So usually that's it. You know, you play the funeral music for the bill. Say, you can try again next year if you want. But that's not what happened. And here's where I got the whiplash is I thought, oh, it died. They didn't like it. Well, in in the course of like under an hour, <laughs> they managed to switch six votes, six senators, which is there's only 29 senators in Utah, right? And so it went from 12 to 15 to less than an hour later, 18 to 11. Well, that, that's impressive. They got some people to turn around. However, you'll note, and in politics, if you're the Senate president or if you're the governor, you're going to notice that is not a veto-proof majority. So if the governor doesn't sign it, it's dead. Okay? But it did pass, so it's going to go to the House, and it's very likely it will pass in the House. I'm going to, I think more likely than the Senate. But that is some impressive political wrangling to, to, to get half – 50% more people to vote for your bill inside of an hour. I, I don't know what promises were made. I don't even know the changes because who can keep up with this stuff that fast? But I know the basic bill is still intact. They're going to have convention. It's, however, it's it's not the parties choosing this. They will get to choose that, okay, we want to be a convention party and do it that way. But the legislature, this is the big one, they have chosen two-thirds as the standard for when you can shut out an opponent. So if Mitt Romney runs against you know uh, somebody – you know, let's say that, let's say just for fun, she's not gonna, but let's say the Lieutenant Governor, Deirdre Henderson, let's say she wants to challenge Mitt Romney. Well, to totally shut him out and keep him off the ballot, she would need to get 67% of the vote. I'm just going to round it off. That's hard to do. That's very hard to do. 50% is hard to do, right? A lot of our elections are 50, 51% with the delegates convention. You, you, you can get 60%. Every percent over that is exponentially harder. So this is a very high standard. And since it's all incumbents in the Senate and all incumbents in the House and all incumbents who are the governor who's going to sign or not sign this, they want to rig this so it's very friendly toward incumbents so that it's hard for a challenger to unseat them. It's possible, but it's hard. So that's the footnote there. That's a real political one. I don't know if the news is going to cover it. They're certainly not going to give you that detail, but I got I got the text messages that, you know what, hang on, this bill is not dead. And it, it was amazing. This is a Lazarus bill. It was dead, and then it came back quickly. It's just amazing. So sometimes they do that. So let's let's watch what happens with Senate Bill 205. If you look it up, you can click track this bill, and it will add it to a little tracking service they have there, which is really kind of handy. So you can track all your, all your hot bills at once. Um, I'll still do my happy dance for HB 60 passed. That is the concealed carry without a permit in Utah. Uh, if you go if you go out of Utah, that doesn't apply, right? So be careful. And also, I had someone text me about this. It doesn't start until Cinco de Mayo, interestingly enough, May 5th. So you can't, you can't do it May 4th or now, but you can do it May 5th. But the Democrats in Congress, the U.S. Congress, they have a different plan. They're, you know, they know that I think 17 states have this kind of concealed carry thing, right? Where you could just carry like, I think the constitution uh, intended but they want to tax your bullets or they want to make you get gun insurance right they want to make it hard or, or get a permit to make you buy ammunition but not all their plans go through in fact maybe we can talk about this after the break but the senate parliamentarian stepped in and derailed the 15 dollar an hour minimum wage as being part of this uh, pandemic relief bill 
that was amazing. You, you hardly ever hear because it's it's 50 50 in the Senate, but the vice president breaks a tie. So the Republicans are kind of on the ropes, right? Unless they get some Democrats to come over. But in this case, the Senate parliamentarian, it's a lady, McDonough, I think is her name. She said, hey, you know what? That That is not kosher. That can't be in this bill. You have to vote on it separately because it's a money thing. And so she, it's amazing. They had to listen to her there. So we're not going to have that minimum wage, which is a whole nother discussion, isn't it? Let's talk about that when we get back after break here. Um, but we got to pay the bills or let the sponsors have their say in the meantime. So happy listening and support those sponsors. Thank you. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action. Not a loan company. Okay, we're back. Well, I've got a suggestion for um, your Thanksgiving table discussion next year. Well, later this year. Uh, and th- this is Bob McAtee hosting uh, Path Forward Utah, talking about what's going on in politics, what bills are going on. And this is one that gets a little attention on both the national and the state level, is uh, minimum wage discussion. Ronald Reagan was against uh, minimum wage increases. And Mitt Romney wanted, you know, he didn't like the $15 
minimum wage that um, the Democrats proposed. And he was trying to he was trying to get a ten dollar minimum wage over. I think it was four years. Uh, but, but that's a whole discussion. And, and really, I think if I said if I hope everyone knows the definition of the conditional word, if if you're going to have a minimum wage, I'd rather see the states set it. And some states do set it. You know, Washington State, I think last time I checked, it was like $12 an hour. You know, it's it's kind of on the high side there. But that's that's not going to work in Mississippi, right, where it's it's a slower business climate. People need the jobs. And here's something people forget in this whole minimum, minimum wage fight is, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics right now, about less than 2% of all hourly paid workers are paid the minimum wage. So it's very much a starting wage. And yet it is a floor. Other things are based on that. We calculate poverty levels off of that. Uh, the wages of the person are out above the minimum wage. Person might be tied to that. So it has a lot of implications. But a $15 national minimum wage is going is to kill jobs. In fact, they said that right now there's, there's about 1.6 million workers that are making the minimum wage. And they think if this $15 minimum wage passed, it would cost about a million jobs. So you're not really helping out those two-thirds of those minimum wage workers that get canned, right, because it's a training wage. In fact, I think that's a smart way to do it. They could maybe have a, a minimum wage for a period, you know, for maybe depending on the job and the skill, six months, 18 months, I don't know. I don't know how long it takes to get good at your, your low-skilled job. But – and some do that. Some allow a training wage, like at restaurants, because it really helps them out to – Bring somebody on who's a gamble. They don't know if they're going to work or if they're going to mess things up and cost the business money. But it's something to remember. And in the in the good times, yes, workers see, you know, the boss buys a new car, maybe opens up a new business, and they get a little jealous. But in the lean times, you know, they may not be there when, you know, the boss has to tap his personal savings to, to pay salaries. Or he doesn't get a check because he has to pay everybody else, right? Or he's got to worry, should I shut down this one store to save the other? And that happens all the time in the business world. You know, when times get lean, they have to do stuff. And this minimum wage is one more hurdle. Now, I, I'm not completely against a minimum wage, but it, it has to be low. It has to be so that businesses everywhere can handle it. And it'd be much better if it was left to the states and the states handle it more locally. Because every state is different. And the employment, like Utah has low unemployment. The, the minimum wage is almost not applicable here. Very few people make it. Uh, it's just a starting thing. And if you're any good at all, if you show any good ethic, your boss is going to give you a raise over time. Uh, but that said, I, I don't want people working for three bucks an hour. You know, I, I think uh, I, I think that it's okay to have a floor. I know the libertarians just sorry if you spilled something, but um, I, I think there could be a floor. You know, there's a lot of bills out there. Let's talk about one that got some got some heat from conservatives. Um, although I kind of understand it. So it's a bill that a high school student proposed. And she says, hey, you know, we're the constituents of these school board members. Why don't you let us vote in the school board? So so some Democrat, I think his name is Briscoe, and he's got like a 100% Democrat score. So however blue you can be, he's he's that blue. And then Todd Weiler, who's got, and this score I'm talking about is from a Rank My Rep, right, where they look at all the votes and they go, this guy's voting Republican, this guy's voting Democrat, and they don't care what what noises they make out of their math. This is what their votes show. And Todd Weiler's got a zero rating, meaning he doesn't vote Republican or Democrat. He's kind of right in the middle. Those are the two sponsors. It's always important to know who the sponsors are. Sorry if I haven't mentioned sponsors on some of these bills. But those are the two sponsors. And actually, it um, it passed out of committee. And, and I get it. You don't want children voting overall. Um, and people don't know who to vote for for school board. They just recently changed it to where you could put the party symbol after the name. Before that, that's why no one knew who to vote for, because they don't know, should I vote for Amber? Should I vote for Jim? I don't know. It was one a Democrat, Republican. But now now they put that on there, right? So you can have a label or you could be independent, libertarian, whatever. Uh, but letting 16 to 18 year olds vote is is kind of controversial. Uh, I still remember when it was discussed because in 1971, they changed the constitution. I was just, uh, I was in kindergarten. Okay. But I remember the the story being that these soldiers were getting sent to Vietnam and they could fight and die for their country, but they weren't old enough to vote. And that kind of stuck in their craw. And they said, Hey, you know, if we're old enough to be drafted and sent to fight for our country, we should get a vote. And the U S Congress acted Within 100 days, they changed the Constitution, which 
that's fast because the states have to ratify it. But everybody agreed, okay, you know what? We're drafting you. We're sending you to war. All right, we're going to give 18-year-olds the vote. And they did. 100 days. That's like, a, I think that may be, I don't know if it's a record, but it's a modern record. And then there was the next one after that. It had been on the books. It was suggested in 1789. <laughs> it didn't pass till uh, 1991, I think it was. But anyway, so now 18-year-olds can vote. But that was really only because they could be drafted. So now 16- to 18-year-olds, we don't want them voting and everything. Their, their minds aren't fully formed. I think it's really the time for them to, like, watch mock elections, hold a, a debate in your school, hold a mock election, learn how the process works. Uh, and yet – on the scale of one to 10, how much does it matter? I don't know. I think it's down there. I think it's a three or four. Somebody else, you know, so it feels emotionally, people feel like this is an eight or nine. We shouldn't let them vote. But it is just the one thing. I don't like putting it on county clerks to do. Um, but they're saying, I, I heard the proponents on the local news. They think it will help, you know, engage the children and keep them more interested in politics and voting their whole life. And and maybe it will. And Maybe it's okay. And I got to tell you, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of bills, both in the House and the Senate. So at some point, you kind of got to trust your people because they're doing it full time. So you better be careful who you elect to, to state rep and senator because they're handling all these bills you'll never hear of. And they're they're killing some of the bad ones and they're supporting some of the good ones. And some of them like that one to me are kind of a mix. You know, I I don't think it's a good idea, but I, I don't think it's worth you know pulling out all the stops to stop it either. Um, and maybe it'll have a good effect, although. You know, I'll probably get chewed on for saying that, but who knows? I, I don't love it. I look at who the sponsors are. I go, ah, okay, two minutes to go. Let's talk about a good bill, Senator Kennedy. Senator Kennedy, he's a doctor. He's a lawyer. He's a senator. Who knows what to call him, right? But senator works because he is a senator. He's also very liberty-minded, which isn't the case for all doctors and lawyers and senators. But he's got a bill. I like this one. It's basically the employee Protection Act. I'm going to shorten the title. It's Senate Bill SB 208. It protects employees from having their employer require them to get a vaccine or to prove that they got one or didn't get one. And that is a good protection because what government says is like, oh, oh, don't worry. We're not going to mandate vaccines. We would never. Of course, these so-called vaccines are experimental, right? And they, you're not supposed to mandate experimental ones anyway, because we don't really know what's going to happen with that long term. But for any vaccine, and I really like Senator Kennedy's bills. They're thoughtful. Um, but government knows that they don't have to mandate everything because you're, if your employer leans on you to get this, you know, you're probably going to want to keep your jobs. You're probably going to comply even if you don't want to, although some people still won't do it, right? Um, but I think Senate Bill 208 is worthy of support. I would let your uh, representative know that you support it. In fact, um, Let's take a quick look at what committee heard that, the Senate Health and Human Services Committee. So it's always good to find out who's on that committee. Senator Kennedy is the chair. We've got Senator Andereg down in, uh, I think, Utah County. Senator Buxton from my county, Weber. Senator Escamilla from uh, uh, Salt Lake area. Senator Grover. Senator Iwamoto. She's also a Democrat. Senator Vickers, Republican from down south. Senator Wilson from Cash. So it matters that they know if you like the bill, that you want freedom. You don't want your employer mandating that you get a jab. So so reach out to these people. Email them. Their emails are on the roster. Call them. Let them know if you, if you want that vaccine freedom. Uh, I think it's a good bill. We'll talk more after the break. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Under President Trump's administration, about 300 children crossed the border in an attempt to get into the United States. President Biden touting open borders during his campaigning. A Customs and Border Protection staffer told Biden officials Thursday the agency is now projecting 13,000 unaccompanied children will cross the border in May of 2021. The U.S. military conducted airstrikes against Iranian-backed militia groups in eastern Syria late Thursday. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby confirmed multiple structures belonging to the Iranian-backed forces were destroyed in a U.S. airstrike. No reports of casualties or damage. 
Leading female Democratic politicians stayed silent Thursday on the sexual harassment allegations against New York Democrat Governor Andrew Cuomo by former aide Lindsey Boylan. New York Senator Kristen Gillibrand, Vice President Kamala Harris, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez were all no comment. USA Radio News. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic, yes, you can. You can save a lot of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family. MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to health care sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support, and you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Lady Gaga's adorable little dogs were kidnapped in a violent theft. USA Radio News Bureau, Pacific Northwest, Wendy King reports. Two of Lady Gaga's French bulldogs named Koji and Gustav were stolen after the singer's dog walker was shot in Hollywood, California. A Los Angeles Police Department spokesperson confirmed to People magazine that the robbery happened on Wednesday night on Sierra Bonito Avenue in Hollywood. The dog walker was transported to the hospital in stable condition and is now recovering, according to sources close to Lady Gaga. The shooter was described as male. He used a semi-automatic handgun and was spotted leaving in a white sedan. The investigation is still ongoing. A representative for Lady Gaga has confirmed that she's offering half a million dollars for the return of her dogs. She is now currently in Italy shooting a movie. Thanks for listening at TGIF, my friend. We are USA Radio News. Welcome back to Path Forward Utah. And, you know, whatever path we take in Utah, it's going to require energy, isn't it? And we saw that we don't want to be like Texas and it gets it gets a little cold and, and we don't have a power grid anymore because that's what happened down there. In fact, they almost burned it up trying to trying to fight their way out of it. And in the end... People got huge bills. I don't know if we talked about that last week, but some people that were on this, um, you know, actual rate plan of, of whatever the rate is, we're going to pay that. And usually it works out. Usually it's like getting a wholesale electricity and the company just makes a small fee. They charge you like maybe $8 a month or something. And in the meantime, you're getting wholesale fees, except that when the power went out down there, instead of the usual like 10 cents for a kilowatt hour, it went to $9 a kilowatt hour. <laughs> and people got huge bills out of that, that, that thousands of dollars, just horrible. And so I happen to know because, because I'm the director of the Utah EMP task force, where we're trying to lobby to get the grid protected from solar storms, solar flares, coronal mass ejections. And we don't want to make it so easy for the Russians, Chinese, North Koreans, Iranians, or just whoever wants to, to, to put an EMP over Kansas, meaning like you set off a nuke way up in the atmosphere It'll take out our power grids and not just not for a week, not for a month, but until we replace the transformers, they're all going to fry. Uh, it's an immense amount of invisible electricity. When a nuke goes off, it's, it's like invisible lightning, but it's about a thousand times more powerful than your regular lightning. It just fries stuff. It just overpowers it. It's, it's, it's our biggest vulnerability. Um, so it's always good to tell your rep or Senator, you would like them to harden the grid. So we don't end up like Texas, but for, for 18 months or something. But anyway, back to energy. So now I drive one electric car, right? I got my solar panels that sometimes power it. Sometimes they don't, you know, that's how they go. If it's cloudy, you're not getting much out of them, but if it's bright and sunny, like yesterday, you, you can make more energy than you use in a day. And you can literally drive your EV off solar power. It's kind of cool. Right. Um, but what about the rest of Utah? What powers us? And along the Wasatch Front, you know, some critics of EVs will be like, well, you know, you're just you're just burning coal to power your EV. Well, no, that's not true. Along the Wasatch Front, there are no coal power plants. Okay, they're all somewhere else. And that that when we make the dirty air, and the coal guys tell me it's clean. I'm I'm not really sure I completely buy that one, okay? Because burning coal, it's going somewhere. I know they got filters and all that, but 
I think natural gas is cleaner. However, the, the coal is away from the people. So it's not like you got a tailpipe in your face and you're breathing in the diesel or the gas, which is, which is not great. And everywhere in Utah has ozone pollution, like everywhere. You're like, well, no, I live in Cedar City. Yep, no, you got it in Cedar City. Well, I live in Blanding. Okay, maybe not in Blanding. But in Moab, you have it. It's the ozone pollution, also invisible. You can't see it like the particulate matter, but it's there. So what energy sources do we have that are clean? Well, natural gas is pretty clean. But I was talking with a power company executive because I, I, I emailed back and forth and see him in person once in a while talking about we, we got to get this grid hardened. And he's starting to agree. Uh, which is good. We need all them guys to agree because they're the first ones out of business. If the sun ever acts up and has a big solar storm, takes out the grid, power companies aren't coming back for a while. But, you know, he said that, well, actually, natural gas isn't all that reliable. I'm like, really? He says, well, if it gets really cold, you know, the valves can get frozen. And if the electricity goes down, you need electricity to make the wells run and to pressurize the gas and to move it around. He goes, coal is much more reliable. And he's worried that if our coal plants in Utah shut down, we won't have that backup when everything else fails. We won't be able to have a fast thing to go to to, to create power. Now, the, he said the other thing that's also reliable like that, anybody want to guess? Nuclear. And everybody got freaked out about nuclear because of Chernobyl or Three Mile Island if you're older. Or maybe you remember the one in Japan where the earthquake hit and then the tsunami was a big nuclear mess. Well, they, they do have smaller, safer nuclear plants now that they could make. Uh, but everyone's still kind of, you know, trying to get over the other disasters. But these smaller plants, they really are a good idea. And the Idaho National Labs, you know, which is a nuclear, like, think tank the government runs up in Idaho, um, they've been experimenting. They've been watching what other people are doing. There's a fourth-generation nuclear power plants that, that they run on smaller fuel, and smaller is safer. You know, if you're going to have something go bad, do you want a, a big rod of it that you can't control going bad, or do you want, like, little pebbles? Well, the little pebbles are better because you can just safely shut them down. Uh, you don't even need the cooling water necessarily. Usually you want that, but they they will just shut themselves down and be dark and quiet if if they're going to overheat. So there's been big advances, and, and I'm a little creeped out by nuclear power, too, because in the EMP scenario, if the nuclear plants don't have the cooling water, they, they melt down and they create very toxic stuff that's going to kill people nearby and affect the food. And so I'm, I, I, you know, I'm not a total greenie, but, but nuclear creeps me out a little bit. But this new nuclear, it sounds like they've got most of the bugs worked out. It sounds like all the testing, it shuts down. So it's really something to consider. It's got an expensive upfront cost, but then, you know, Utah's got all this uranium in it. And that, that's why you have the problem with the radon gas, because radon gas comes from uranium breaking down. Um, and natural gas is really close to um, hydrogen. The formula, chemical formula for natural gas is CH4. So it's, it's all hydrogen with one carbon atom hanging on there. And it's really very clean. You can cook it, cook with it in your house, right? And nobody dies. Nobody, you know, it's, it's pretty safe. Well, there's actually a bill that uh, this one's not going to get any media attention, right? Because it's going to pass. It's not that controversial. But Representative Albrecht, uh, he's got a utility background, energy utility, you know, power companies. And he wants to make sure we keep pace. So he's adding uh, hydrogen sources to, to a bill that just is saying what can be used in Utah. And it's all, all the kinds that we use now, you know, natural gas, coal, and nuclear, uh, which is authorized, but we don't have a nuclear plant in Utah except for at the uh, university, which is just for small testing. Uh, although it's allowed that we could have other kinds. So he wants to update it to include hydrogen, which is a very clean burning gas. You know, that's what the big moon rockets ran off was, you know, hydrogen, oxygen, fuel, uh, the byproduct, water. So it's, it's really clean. Um, I actually put a hydrogen kit on a car where you add it to the, to the fuel and air mixture and it helps it burn more powerfully and cleaner. Uh, it was really kind of a neat, neat thing. And that they are working on some hydrogen vehicles too. Uh, hydrogen is very clean because it's in the air. You, know, you get hydrogen out of the water vapor. And if you just make it in its pure elements, you can burn it. It burns a lot like natural gas. Basically anything that could burn natural gas and most cars can. There's plenty of cars run on natural gas. Well, they could run on hydrogen too. Uh, just it takes a lot of pressure. You have to contain, contain it so it's liquid so you can store it. Uh, but they've done that with natural gas, and hydrogen's really similar. But I, I think people need to 
start looking into. Maybe do some Google searches on nuclear power. You know, um, one nice thing about it. The other thing besides the worry about the plant melting down is people are like, what are we going to do with the waste, right? Because there's leftover stuff after you burned it. It's like kind of like the ashes, you know. Well, I know the French have reactors where they continue to reburn the waste where we would just send it to the dump, right, or, you know, storage. They they keep burning it. And so what would be like a room full of waste in the U.S., they burn it down to where it's just a little shoebox, right? That's all that's left over, and it's not as powerful. It's not as nasty. So people need to keep up on that and, and be open to the idea, I think, of clean, you know, nuclear power. And it should be something the Democrats embrace once the safety is shown. And I do think they need to be safe. They need to be safe against earthquakes, floods, high wind, uh, sabotage, EMP, all that stuff. But House Bill uh, 388 by Representative Albrecht is, is just trying to keep Utah up to speed on its power stuff. And hydrogen's clean. Um, I don't think anyone's going to get hurt. So that's a good one to to keep just to know that in the background, they work on good stuff, too. Um, now, there was one that went down. There's not much time, but House Bill 302 by our, our freshman rep, Kara Berkland, you know, she was trying to make it so that transgender, you know, basically people that used to be men, they wouldn't play the women's sports, partly so the women wouldn't get injured, but also to keep the game fair for women and for their scholarships, which is a real consideration. You know, women want those scholarship to go to college too. There's not as many available to them, but they don't want, they don't want even, you know, former men, I'll call them that, um, with their bigger muscles, their, their bigger bones, you know, you don't just take sex hormones. It doesn't shrink your bones, you know? Um, and, and there are some horrible MMA pictures where this former man just wailed on this woman and, and she didn't know she was fighting a former man, and he broke her head in seven places. I mean, it was horrible. Now, that's not going to happen in volleyball, right? Okay. But still, I think we did need House Bill 302. Representative Berkland is hopeful that it could make a comeback. Um, I know that Jamie, who's also the, the host and the starter of really this path forward, was supportive of it, as were the log cabin Republicans, you know, the, the LGBTQ arm of the Republican Party. They were supportive of this, too, because they're like, look, it needs to be fair. Everybody's for fairness. And uh, House Bill uh, 302, Preserving Sports for Female Students, I think it was a good thing. I have two daughters. I would want them to be able to compete for scholarships in college um, based on their high school performance. And so that's something to think about. Uh, tell your reps you like House Bill 302. They should bring it back because they can. Talk more after break. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, 
We hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Okay, welcome back to Path Forward Utah. And we were talking about a few things before the break, but one of them was energy. And that's that's one of my pet favorites, right? I'm real intrigued by energy. And I don't want to let you know that with the grid going down in Texas, there might be a silver lining there. Uh, Texas State Senator Bob Hall, he was an Air Force captain. And he was the guy they put in charge of making sure our nuclear weapons would work if the Russians first strike us. Because if they did first strike us, besides physically hitting our missiles, the EMP could make it so we couldn't communicate. We couldn't fire those things off if we wanted to. And the Air Force was pretty scared about that. And so they they had Captain Hall get out there and get the contracts and get the work done to, to make sure these things were what we call hardened. So the electric circuits would hold up under an EMP. And they could still work. So he knows all about this. And we're lucky to have him in the Texas State Senate now. And he ran a bill a few years ago to harden the grid. And it passed unanimously in the Senate. It would have protected it from, you know, the the solar flares, um, EMP. And when you harden it, it it hardens it against all threats. It just makes it more resilient against extremes of hot and cold, uh, high wind, all that stuff. And high wind is a big threat to Utah also. Uh, but he's bringing it back because before the Speaker of the House didn't like his bill. I don't know why. I, you would think he liked his electricity, but he didn't like it. Maybe he didn't like Senator Hall. Don't know why. But Senator Hall is bringing it back now that Speaker of the House is gone. And I think Texas would, would like the idea of having their grid. They have their own power grid. Nobody else does. They're, they're the only state that has their own. And they manage it. So if you know some folks down in Texas, you know, Tell them to tell their house and state reps they would like to see Senator Bob Hall's Harden the Grid bill go forward. And, you know, it's surprising. There's Texans all over. There's there's Texans that moved here. You know, they live in Utah, but they're still Texans. They go home to visit. You know, we got the barbecue place here. One of the better ones in the state is, is a guy from Texas moved up here. So I know there's connections down to Texas, and people need to know that Senator Bob Hall's got a good bill. Um <clears throat> Let's talk about some other ones. We were talking a little bit about the uh, House Bill 302 that that got defeated in Senate committee, unfortunately, but but they can bring it back. If if a no vote changes to yes, they can revisit the bill. And that's what Representative Berkland would like you to do on 302, which is basically just to keep it fair play in sports so that former men aren't uh, beating up on women for in sports and getting their scholarships and, you know, whatever accolades that's worth. Um, she she actually crafted the bill so they could still be on the team. You know, if they kind of just wanted recreation, if they want to play soccer during practice, they could do that. But they could not um, they could not compete in the actual games, right? So that's pretty fair minded, I think. Um, but let them know you'd like um, you'd like that bill to come to be reconsidered because I and I think one reason they. They, they didn't take a vote on it. They just voted to adjourn, right? There's, this is kind of a sly way because they, they probably know that 80% of their constituents would want this to pass. So they don't want to be on record voting against it in committee. That might look bad. But if they just vote to adjourn without hearing it, well, then 
there's no vote, right? That's how they do business when it's un- and I don't know who they're listening to because there aren't actually any transgendered kids that would be affected right now in sports. Is it? It actually is just a preventing it in the future because of what we've seen in professional sports. So there's actually no one harmed at the moment. Everyone's just kind of put on notice. Hey, you can't play with them, right? Um, at least not in the, the games that count. I think it's fair. You know, hopefully that one comes back. But, but as far as – and then the energy, we, we want good energy for Utah. I would like to see Utah to be the first state to harden its grid. Uh, but if Texas beats us to it, that's great too because someone needs to get the ball rolling. And then I think the U.S. will follow. The new energy secretary, uh, uh, Secretary Granholm, former Michigan governor, she's been confirmed now. And she is for hardening the grid against against all threats. You know, solar, EMP, hacking, that's all a threat. I think President Trump had a really good policy in place of um, not buying computer chips from China. Don't let them in our grid because they can have back doors to those. They can use them to shut us down. That was a great policy. It's under review by the Biden administration. And while it's under review for these 90 days, there's no restriction. So we could buy Chinese computers to control our grid. Uh, in my opinion, a bad idea because they're probably willing to sell them at a discount. Let's put it that way, <laughs> just to get them in our grid. Uh, we don't, we don't, we don't want that going on. Um, here's another bill that got kind of smothered in committee, right? House Bill 92. And it's about medical practice, specifically, uh, prohibiting transgender surgery or, or the drugs to prepare them for it for a minor child. Because, you know, people can get, you know, kids can get confused and most grow out of it. And then they, they're like, oh, I'm glad I didn't change sexes, right? That's the normal thing. Some do. Um, but as a child, we don't let them decide to smoke or drink because it could harm their body, right? But when they get on these puberty blockers, they may never, they may be made sterile and it may be irreversible, right? So you don't want them doing that at 13 when at 19, they're going to go, oh my gosh, I wish I never would have done that because now I want to get married and have a family. <laughs> you know? and, but no, they're just, they're messed up, sterilized for life. So this protects children it, it, and it doesn't deny it. It just delays it, right? When they're an adult, they can talk to their doctor and make that decision if they want to. Uh, but most kids grow out of it. And here's the problem. Follow the money. Planned Parenthood is into this now, right? So Planned Parenthood used to make like maybe 500 bucks for abortion. You know, I mean, a good day's work for them. I'm not for abortion, but a good day's work for Planned Parenthood, it pays the bills. But now in this transgender stuff, oh my gosh, 50,000 profit. It's big money because the surgery itself is over a hundred grand in most cases. Uh, it may vary. It can certainly vary, but it's expensive. And then all the drugs to get you in this hormone therapy for life, those are expensive. And then there's testing, you know, so they, you know, however profitable abortion was, I mean, this transgender stuff is way more profitable. So the point is there's, there's groups and people that profit off of, you know, baiting your 13 year olds into deciding, Oh, I want to, I want to change sexes. Well, let's just wait that one out till they're an adult. Right. I think that's the good move here, but house bill, um, let me get it right. House Bill 92 it is uh, being held up in the Rules Committee, right, in the House. So if you want it to get heard and to get a vote, maybe you would like it so that children can't decide their lifelong, you know, sex at 13 or 12 or whatever. Um, that committee should hear from you. And you can just look it up at le.utah.gov. You look up the bill, you click on the committee, and there's all the people, right? And you should tell them, hey, I would like you, you know, like the chair, uh, Merrill Nelson, Representative Nelson, or Representative Perucci, the lady there, the vice chair. You guys need to bring this bill back. You know, it it needs a hearing. And we we want protection for our children, not just in sports, but from making a bad decision early on. Um, and then... This is also preventative of something like in Canada, where the 13-year-old goes to their school counselor and says, you know, I'm, I, I don't know what sex I want to be, right? And the counselor, oh, well, let's, let's get you some appointments. Let's have you talk to a doctor. They can get them down this pipeline without the parents knowing. And in fact, in Canada, there was a judge that banned the parents from talking to the child about this decision. The, the dad couldn't even say, son, just wait till you're done with puberty. Don't decide now, Right. He wasn't allowed to say that like a normal parent. It's horrible. They basically handcuff the parents, I mean, you know, from what they can say. And they they let the kid go down this pipeline. So you don't want to do that. 
Um, now, there's good groups that are watching these bills for you. I'm part of one of those groups, the Utah Platform Republicans. Look us up on Facebook or go to platformrepublican.com to, to see who we endorse because we endorse candidates for the House and Senate. There's uh, Your Health Freedom. Just Google them, Your Health Freedom in Utah. They're trying to make sure vaccines aren't mandated, that they're always a choice and they're always informed consent. And I, I approve of that too. It's another group, but they're a good group. And then I'm part of the Utah EMP Task Force, right? You can, you can look us up on Facebook. Or you can just Google us, Utah EMP Task Force. It's, it's pretty much just us that comes up. You're going to find us correctly. So if you can't keep track of everything, make sure you uh, support or like at least look at what people are putting out there, uh, what their recommendation on these bills is. And sometimes you get on the email list, they will tell you, like the Your Health Freedom, they have an action list. Like, hey, this bill's up for a vote in committee tomorrow. So why don't you contact these reps today? And they'll put the reps' names. They'll They'll put the emails, they'll make it easy for you. And it does matter because when they only hear from one side, like on the, they heard from the LGBTQ community, but not the log cabin Republicans on, on the bill of don't, you know, don't pass this bill to protect women in sports. Well, they need to hear from you too. And when they don't hear, they assume your silence is that you don't care. Right. But it's, but most, I think you do care, but get with these groups, your health freedom, Utah platform Republicans, or find a group that represents your interest. Um, you can always look at the bills yourself, but, the, but there's almost a thousand to look at. So it's, it's a lot to keep track of. Um, thanks for tuning in here. This is one place you can make a difference and you can support the voices here too, so that we keep informing you what's going on in Utah and so that you have your rights and you have representation, which is very important. So thanks everybody for lending me your ears and I'll be back next Friday, 10 to 11 a.m. Uh, Utah time. And we'll talk about what's going on in politics. Thank you.